In the year 2000, gladiator matches had been extinct for over a thousand years. But that's not to say we stopped cheering as people fight each other. Nowadays, we just call them award ceremonies. <laughs> In the Oscars battle of 2000, Gladiator was a weird underdog. It had, it had the most nominations of any movie, I mean, mostly for technical stuff, but it wasn't nominated for directing or writing. Ridley Scott, the, the director, he hadn't made critically or financially successful movies since Thelma and Louise. But looking back now, it seems like the most quintessential Oscar winner of the 2000s. Grand, epic, thoroughly entertaining, but also like serious enough for older voters to feel smart when they vote for it. But are we not entertained? Find out on Best Pictures. At my signal, Unleash Hell. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined, as always, by... My name is Chattyator. My name is Marcus Thomas Wallingtonis. Wonderful. Marcus, your yeah, middle name great. really, Thomas? Yeah. I forget that. Uh, so this is Best Pictures. The way the show works is we pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. Uh, we are in the year 2000, and we've already done picked our picks. Mm-hmm. So now it is time for the Academy to waltz right into the arena and shout at us and throw down the gauntlet. Um, Infinity gauntlet. The, yeah, and uh, say, you boys have to talk about Gladiator, because that's what we decided one. But before we get to that, I want to yeah. talk about some other movies. Um, Chad... You went to the Megaplex. You're the only one. Well, I went to the Megaplex, too, but we saw the same movie. But you went. Tell us what happened there. I saw Longshot, the romantic comedy about uh, Seth Rogen falling in love with Charlize Theron slash Hillary Clinton. Um, I guess she's not really Hillary Clinton. She's Secretary of State making a run for president, and uh, he's been in love with her since he was, like, 12. Right. Um, and yeah, it was really good. It was really cute, really sweet. I love seeing rom-coms. I like the R-rated, like, with a heart kind of comedy that this movie was sort of yeah. had going for it. Um, who, who plays the other um, presidential candidate? You uh, never see another never presidential even candidate. Bob Odenkirk really? plays the current president who's decided to not seek re-election. So he's the only other, like... Uh, Does it, like... Does it like go around political parties? Like they don't mention if they're Republican or Democrat. No, they, they are Democrat, and it is yeah. clear on that. But, but it, so this is where he the also movie seems to is be a parody of Trump. <laughs> yeah, Odenkirk's yeah. supposed to be a parody of Trump, and everybody's supposed to fucking hate him. Yeah, but he's also but a Democrat. Charlize and him are both Democrats. Yeah. But he's being controlled by a Fox News esque guy. Yeah. So Played that's by where Andy the, Circus, the, the, and I was like yeah, floored Andy once Circus. I put together yeah. that it was Andy Circus. Yeah, it, I didn't. I had like heard it and then forgot about it and um, then saw it in the credits and was like, Fuck. "Long shot yeah, was w- should be nominated for best hair and makeup for Andy <laughs> Circus in this film." Uh, so is it because so he was dressed as himself and you have never seen him before? No, no. I know what Andy Circus looks yeah. like. Yeah, I've seen Black um, Panther. Does he still um, have an accent? No, I mean it. It truly, I just thought it was a weird character actor that I didn't know. Yeah, like weird. a and fully American accent, everything. Halfway huh. through the movie, it was actually Laura that leaned into me and was like, "Is that Andy Circus?" And I was like, "No, are you high?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Andy Circus." It's yeah. weird because um, I think Rupert Murdoch like is Australian or British. Huh. He so it would make sense for Australian, yeah, the character to be 
Australian or um, Andy Sorkin-ish. Another weakness of the movie, in my opinion, is Ice Cube Jr.'s role, with, who is just there to like be freaking... Like his stuff's messy. His stuff's and real I, messy. I understand why they do it, but it's a bit like all right. It's, it's just like the know. movie's messaging is one thing, and then it's like, hey, uh, just kidding a little bit because um, we need to be a big four yeah. quadrant tent pole, even though we're yep. a rated R movie. Yeah, yeah. And also, he unprovoked says Wakanda forever, and it feels a little racist. Yeah, that joke makes no mm. sense. Makes no logical sense. He just yells it in the in a crowd of white people. Yeah, and, uh, he's the one black person in the movie who just yells Wakanda forever for no reason. It's not good. Feels messy. So um, that w- literally lost like a star rating from me probably because I was having such a good time, but his character is so messy. Well, I would say I completely agree with it. In the moment, I was laughing and so charmed by Rogan and Theron that I was like, fuck, is this a four-star movie? And then I walked out and thought about it for a second and was like, no, not quite. Because the politics element of it makes it so messy because current day politics are messy mm-hmm. exactly. and they it's they have to romanticize it to some degree i mean it's here's a romance the, movie yes yeah. to to some degree i liked that Seth Rogen was called out for being like completely stubborn asshole who was yeah. like i'm democrat if a Republican speaks, they're an idiot. Like, yeah, I thought that was okay that they called him out on it, but then they do it in such a messy way. Mm-hmm. And then I truly think making Odin Kirk, the Trump analog and Andy Serkis, the Fox news, but then Charlize Theron is Democrat. She also does things. I mean, the way the movie ends is like fucking impossible. And I realize it's yep. a movie, but it is just like, it is such a it's, hard it's a, leap. It's a pleasant, uh, ending like it I'm is like, a pleasant I'm ending, but I think it, about it for two seconds and I'm like, no, like it just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't happen. The things that unfold in the movie would uh, spoiler alert, it, she becomes president, sure, whatever, doesn't right. matter. I that's feel not, like that's Mark not what the, could have guessed that a mile that's, away. That's not what the movie's and about. they also get together at the end, and they yes. also get together at the end. But certain things mm. unfold in the movie that would have destroyed her from completely president, and like, yeah, whatever. I well, also say think that like like, like the every like Trump didn't also have things that would have destroyed a presidential campaign. You're, I mean, yeah, if I saw the pres- Fair, the Trump presidential campaign in a movie, I wouldn't have believed it. I would yes, have been correct. Like, no, come yeah. on, the grab him by the pussy thing—that's gonna get him. Like, right, that's but a, no, that's a real that's a real deus ex machina, and also like <laughs> not right. The the other element of it is I found a lot of the humor super good. But then there was a little bit, which this happens with most comedies to me, because there's just, I don't necessarily love every type of comedy. And when this one leans into gross out humor, which there's one sequence in particular that's pretty gross. And And I'm just uh, like, ah. But you could have done this thing without being so gross. They're so sweet and like, I don't know. A lot of people were like criticizing the movie before they saw it about like, Oh, the the schlub guy gets to be with the driven, beautiful woman, and she has. They thought it was gonna like lean into these like gender stereotypes, whatever, and but like, but but it it addresses it, which most of these movies don't. It's just like Adam Sandler gets the girl because he's Adam Sandler. Right. This movie is about how a schlub. Yeah. Well, I so buy their romance too. Like it, it works. Seth Rogen's movies do tend to address the fact that he is a schlub, and that's what Knocked Up is about. 
Yes, and that the mm-hmm. he, he I mean he's better at it than other yeah. people are, yeah. and I I felt represented on screen. I'm interested. Um, why <laughs> is it the 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 fashion? The fashion a little bit, yes. Yeah. Um, that Seth Rogen has, but it's just like his like he's he's super nerdy, mm-hmm. like he's funny, and he's with somebody way out of his league. I was like, yep, that's me. He's a gotcha. little chubby, he does like Marvel and Game of Thrones. He loves that stuff. Yeah. Um, he he's a little more like, I don't know, broy than I am, I guess. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I was like, yeah, I get this, sure. and I get the like. They do very well of him, like, not oozing confidence or anything. Him being, like, kind of in shock the whole time yeah. that she's into he's him. He's really which I think is insecure fun. up yeah. until the moment that they get together. And then he's finally, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Confident. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I think it's mostly a good time at the movies. Fun it's movie just a little messy. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so none of y'all went to the Megaplex? What's, what's up with you guys? I mean, no. I went to see Infinity War again. I've just been really busy watching uh, all no, these. No, you did it, you dumb again. idiot. You little... Wait. I'm sorry. You, you said Infinity I'm sorry. War. I saw Endgame again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, I, I also did see Infinity War again, but that was before we recorded last. <laughs> all right. Um, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of my time and energy watching these, um, these Oscar-nominated movies for 2000. Oh, me too. Including, but not limited to Gladiator. Yeah, I also did. Chad, did you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't invest. You don't do this part of the bet. So, so let's podcast. play a game then, Chad. Sure. What got nominated at the Oscars for two thousand? Well, I know Aaron Brockovich because we talked about that one already. Right. Right. Correct. Um, I also, also another one we talked about. Crouching Tiger yep. got nominated. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Crouching yeah. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, oh. nominated for Best Picture and one Best Foreign Film. There you go. Um, yep. Oh, brother, did not. Nope. No. Not nominated. It was nominated for Best Writing. Yeah. Uh, Best Cinematography as well, I think it was nominated for. Yeah, probably. Sure. Um, Let's see. Do you guys know what the Best Original Screenplay winner was, though? Um, Um, No idea. Almost Famous? Yes. Was Almost Famous. It's almost like I had the Wikipedia page pulled up earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you have to guess, Chad. Um, Chad, remember there's another (laughs) Soderbergh movie. There's another, yes, Soderbergh movie. There's another um, Soderbergh movie. Uh, is that one nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what yeah was that and one? Best Director. Yeah. What was that one that came out? Um, Think about like what's really bad in L.A. Yeah, the worst thing in L.A. The like, the, ugh, the you're on the 110. What did you traffic. say, Chad? The Traffic. Yeah, uh, yeah. correct. Um, um, the movie is see. called Traffic. Yes, yes. Uh, traffic is American like the Psycho opposite. Nominated? American Psycho? Uh, yeah. No. That was Not like ninety seven. Yeah, also was, the wrong year. I, I I just googled films of two thousand and that one was on oh. there. So. Oh well, shit. maybe, maybe. It wasn't. okay. Look, um, so uh, the next one we talk about traffic, drink? Cody. Uh yeah, traffic's good. I don't know. I don't like it that much. We talked about it uh, on the Aaron Brockovich episode a little bit. Yeah, yeah it, it's like the opposite of Aaron Brockovich, where it's kind of like kind of experimental and like he's doing weird things with like the the f- color grading. Um. And like multiple storytelling, like parallel storytelling, it's weird, and I like it. Um, it's about like the drug uh, problem, like the war yeah. on drugs, I and it's bet, good. I bet Castaway was nominated. Was Castaway nominated? It, no. it was not. Let's oh. finish talking about traffic, though. Oh, I thought, um, how much time it, are we spending on traffic? 
Oh, well, I just I just again? also want to point out that it has one of my favorite things in the world, and that is a Topher Grace watch, um, because Topher Grace <laughs> is in it, um, which I becomes think, a Soderbergh thing. Yeah. Um, um, also, has, I, I, I'm pretty sure that it's like a Traffic is a prequel to Sicario because it has Benicio yeah, del Toro as like a DEA agent. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay, so the next movie, Chad. Um, it's, here's a hint. Requiem the title is French for the word chocolate. Fuck off. You gave it to him. Well, chocolate. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot correct. he speaks French. Yeah. Uh, my clue is going to be there is no way you know what this movie is. <laughs> I I'm, I mean, I'm familiar that it exists. I'm familiar yeah. that people like it. I Do you know who directed chocolate? Uh, I don't think so, no. It's the guy who directed Cider House Rules okay. and who What's Eating Good Word Grape? And, and a dog's journey, and <laughs> a dog's way home, a and dog's way home. a dog's purpose. He, well, he didn't do those two. Um, but uh, safe home again, not helping it. Safe home, safe, safe end. House. What's that Nicholas Sparks movie? Safe uh, Haven. Safe but safe there haven. is a giant movie. Like it's so movie, it's so big they couldn't contain it to one area. It's a big movie he directed that came out last year. He that didn't Chad make definitely oh. didn't see, but me and Mark definitely did say see. Last not year? one, not two, not three, but four realms. Um, he directed oh, Nutcracker in the four realms. Right. <laughs> gotcha. <Ooh. laughs> what a filmography this man has. Uh people like this movie, Mark. Chocolat. Chocolat? We don't. I mean, it's just boring. It's boring. Johnny Depp eats chocolate sexily. Johnny I don't Depp need to watch is, that in 2019. <laughs> this is the only movie that I will ever say that I don't want to see Johnny Depp playing a pirate. <laughs> right. He is kind of pirate-esque. Oh, my gosh. They, uh, they, on the poster of the movie, it's Johnny Depp eating chocolate sexily. Yeah, yeah. Juliette Binoche is feeding it to him. It's about yep. a chocolate maker. I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, about like, it's like you know... Um, what is um, Dirty Dancing where like the town is yeah. or Footloose where they're like, you can't dance here. Yeah. It's like that. But instead of dancing, it's chocolate. Right. Mm. That's it. Um, and then Julia Brunoche is like, have some chocolate. And Alfred Molina is like, no, chocolate's bad. Was yeah. uh, was the Patriot nominated? No, we, you no. did all five. We, oh, we there's only five. five. I'm used yeah, to like five. 2019 You're rules used to like, there's like 20. Yeah, yeah, when we get to 20 uh, or 2009, this game will be much longer. But gotcha. um, yeah. Here's what I will say I, about Chocolat. Now, um, now I know why you were wanting to spend the time on traffic. <laughs> yes, I was, exactly. I was thinking, we got to get through like 10 movies. But. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, good. Um, good. Um, this was a good segment. Chocolat lets you look at Carrie Ann Moss and Juliet Pinoche a lot, and they're both pretty, so I don't really mind. And chocolate, yeah, that, that's that's fine, but it's just kind of like there were five slots available. I just get so mad. I mean, this past year I got pissed. There was only eight slots, well, and I just no, got fucking Cody, pissed of what was included. There were ten slots. They only filled eight, right? And correct. they filled a few of them with some bad choices. Yeah, almost half. Almost half. Truly, were bad. almost half. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that that's what the Oscars were doing. Luckily, they did all right on Best Picture, in my opinion, in I, my humble opinion. I think they could have done better, but sure. they did all right. They did. I think Gladiator. I mean, yeah, they could have had Aaron Brockovich win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Or Emperor's New Groove. Or they could have nominated something. O Brother or Arthur. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is accurate. Um. So oh. Gladiator. 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 Chadiator? 
<laughs> no. Uh, had you boys seen this movie before? I watched this movie in high school. I was like at my friend's house, and he was like, let's watch a movie. And I was like, I've never seen Gladiator, so we watched Gladiator. <laughs> God, that is such um, a high school boy thing to do, Looking in all back, honesty. it was like me and his dad and his little brother, like just on a couch watching Gladiator. Yep, correct. Um, How most people see it, I think. Truly, like, <laughs> if there's not like a like a dad in the room, you're not watching Gladiator for the first time. Yes, correct. Well, there was a Chad in the room when I watched it for the first time today hey. uh, by myself. First um, time. First time. I had never seen it. And the, I'll tell you why I never saw it. Because every single person that found out, you haven't seen Gladiator? That's like my favorite movie. Oh, that sucks. I did not respect their opinion <laughs> yeah. uh, about movies because of who they were as a person. It just feels and like it should have made it in the Oliver household. It just didn't. I mean, we had Braveheart. I had seen that yeah. years ago. We had similar movies, I guess, like, you know, the war movies, whatever. And this one's like better than those. And we didn't have yeah. it in the Oliver household. Um, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought I would hate it. I really didn't. It was good. Yeah. I feel like I'm with Mark where I saw it in high school at some point and I it may have been at my house. And then I feel like I rewatched it at some point for some reason and didn't like it that much then cuz I wasn't paying attention and was half asleep, etc. It was one of those watches. Yeah. And then I rewatched it and I was like, "Nah, this movie is good." Yeah. Like I think it's just it's easy to be like, "Ugh, it's an epic from 2000." Right. Like I was lumping Bleh. it in with like Braveheart, Troy, mm-hmm. Uh, lesser movies. Well, Troy's yeah. kind of fun because Troy is bad. Um, which, well, so is which Braveheart. Is the, uh, well, Bra- Braveheart is like, fun, bad. we don't it's like, like it. Troy is like yeah. a mess. Braveheart, I guess, okay. is like technically good for certain yes. people's like affinity for movies. There is a mine. level of movie that is good that is bad. Awful to watch. Like <laughs> Chocolate or Chocolate, I would feel... I've think kind of falls into that where it's yeah. like it's, it's a it's a bad good, good i guess but i'm like blah. cider house rules i Call, think is calling, exactly like that. i think is like calling chocolate okay. chocolate feels like a appropriate amount of disrespect for the movie <laughs> after having yeah, it enjoyed is. it it feels um, like they would not fly in some film circles since since cody brought up uh cider house rules i will say that it it reminds me of chocolate but um there's also a weird incest plot yes that is out of place Correct. Um, anyway, we're that he got two Oscar nominated <laughs> movies in a row. Uh huh. And uh-huh. both are bad. Both are not good. But some people yeah. love them. I don't know. I think it's mm. like people who grew up and were watching movies at this time like them. It's just people, we're watching them and we've seen way better movies exist. People have like an affinity. Were, they haven't like rewatched them. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that if I was in the year 2000, I would like those movies. Yeah, be like, oh, okay, this is fun. Chocolate, love it. (laughs) I would definitely like Gladiator if I was in the year 2000. I would be fuck. I would be screaming at everyone. I would be like, are you not entertained? (laughs) I would get what we do on Earth echoes in eternity, like tattooed all over my body. And I would be like, you would regret that come 2019. I would. I mean, that tattoo would also echo into eternity. (laughs) I would be like, oh my gosh, we need to cast. Both both Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix in superhero movies, and people would turn to me and be like, "Why we're not making superhero movies? Uh, we're gonna <laughs> it's do like Batman one again? every five. What years. are you talking like, about?" <laughs> 
Batman uh, Returns would, came out like three years ago. Why do we need another superhero movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cody would text me and be like, okay, Roman movies are in. Who would we cast in like, uh, I don't know, 300? And I would say, Cody, they're not going to make a 300 movie. <laughs> also, my phone gets text messages. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Also, how am I carrying this phone with me? Uh-huh. I would be driving home and he would call my car phone. We wouldn't, we, guys. We wouldn't be able to be friends and have this podcast in the year two thousand. We really, we really want to be able I mean, to because literally no one would have a podcast in the year two thousand. And nobody. What would we, you listen to it on? Tape? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I we couldn't tape, hang out yeah. either because we would have to make it back home in time for Lone Ranger on the radio. So, right. what was going on in the year two thousand? I don't know. I was a baby, and my Model T only goes like ten miles an hour. So. <laughs> Oh, anyway. I didn't um, have to take my dang shoes off to get on uh-huh. the airplane to see you guys. I'll tell you that much <laughs> in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. People have gotten so... I'm cutting this out of the podcast. I don't know <laughs> what's so fucks going on here. Uh, no, it's good. Um, So, yeah, it, it, it is crazy because you had some of these kind of epics follow after this movie, but not in as huge of a wave as you would expect. I mean, we Weirdly, get the Lord of the Rings pretty quickly after. Lord of the Next Rings was year. being worked on before. Yeah, true. Um, and that is fantasy, so yeah. it's it's fantasy different enough. Epic, but yeah, I right. would yes. say that that especially like the the later Lord of the Rings, like the second two Lord of the Rings movies, like take some visual cues, at least in like their color. Like they're 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 both like really dark and like brown movies in the way that Gladiator is. I wonder if that was just a style going around because they. I mean, it might have been. They were working on Lord of the Rings for so yeah. long because they filmed them all at once that they like yeah. definitely were working on them before. This and I movie mean, came all out, the so. pre-production of those movies, like getting like. Was it 99 when they started or was it 2000? I think it was at 99 because I think it was it was in the 90s for sure. I remember it was at least 1999 because like I mean they built all the armor. They like Mm -hmm. it's so much went into that movie and it so pays off. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, Hobbit's the Hobbit. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, so you're right that Troy comes later. 300 comes later, but that is such a it's way Snyder later movie. It, yeah. It's also like a comic book movie more than it is like a. Yeah. It's that's so, a good call. It's so it's, stylized in a wildly different way. Cause it's like, you know, remaking the comic. Principal photography on Lord of the Rings started in October, 1999 and lasted wow. until December, 2000. Man. Holy fuck! That's Damn. such a long shoot. I mean, yes, it's three movies, but still three long movies too. Well, that's yeah. actually filming them in like fourteen months, and four movies or three movies in like a year is. I don't know. I don't know anything about shooting movies. Actually. They People did Infinity and End- Endgame yeah. in about. It was five just, or six. I thought it was like just under a year. Uh, I, I think it was know. more like closer to ten months. Maybe, but that's because they paused for a little bit. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. To do Who a press cares? tour. Um, yeah. Anyway, what's weird about Gladiator is that one of the actors died in the middle of it. Gladiator? Really? Which one? Yeah. The one that plays the owner of the Gladiator, Oliver oh, Reed. Oh, interesting. He does seem to like... Did he get to film all his scenes? Because it kind of no, seems like he did. They had to do a digital body double for a couple scenes, and then they killed the character. Fascinating. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. He like died like at a bar during filming. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's it's why weird. it's 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 always hard when like that happens because yeah. they have to like. And that he's happened a huge character in the as well. middle of season one of uh, Silicon Valley. Um, yes, yes, yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. the guy who was owning it, Peter Gregory. Yeah, um, that guy ruled. Did you guys notice any Best Picture alumni in this movie? I didn't, which was kind um, of shocking. We haven't done Ridley Scott yet. Um, yeah, we haven't. No. Um, we haven't done Ridley Scott. I don't think we've done any, any of these actors either. No, um, I don't think so. Scraping my brain. I, am, I imagine, well, Russell Crowe probably won't show up again. Nope. Unless one of you guys does Lame Is. I kind um, of love Les Mis, so it's that's good to be determined. Um, well, Joaquin Phoenix is gonna pop. Um, is he? Her might. I might pick her. Ooh, you never know. You're gonna pick her. Pick her. I barely even know her. So let's get into the plot of Gladiator, right? Okay. So General Maximus, played by Russell Crowe, um, he, he wants to go home. He's he's Chris Dottering his way through uh, things. I think it's more of a just, Philip Phillips sing his way. <laughs> Uh, solving a crime with a, with a string in like would be a Andrew Garfield calculator. who listens to Philip Phillips. Gone, right. gone, gone is that song. I'm talking about a home, baby. I'm gonna make when this like place your home. New is that home <laughs> or is that gone, gone, gone? That, I don't know. That's gone, They're gone, the gone. same song. That's gone, gone, gone. But they are the same song. I think you anyway. could do a pretty good mashup. Well, a pretty bad mashup, but yes, a, 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 it would flow well. Isn't it fucked up how Chris Daughtry went home early on American Idol and then his song Home became the people going, <laughs> like getting kicked off American yes. Idol song? That is pretty. pretty Absolutely. And, you know that uh, there like actually was a technical mistake that made him go home? Like they put the wrong phone number on screen. Oh, oh no. shit. I believe that because Taylor Hicks beat him. And what is yeah. Taylor yeah. Hicks doing these days? People people Soul think that Patrol, it was because like, the showrunners wanted him to lose, yes. but like yeah. they straight up put the wrong phone number on screen for him at one point. You don't see Taylor Hicks, so playing, his votes went to someone see else. Taylor Hicks playing Judas Iscariot in the television <laughs> event of the, the Passion Live. The Passion Live. Uh, Taylor Hicks did play um, the Judas Teen Iscariot. Angel or whatever it's called in Greece in a lot of productions of Greece on Broadway. Did he do it in the live on NBC? No. Then I do not care. Mm. You Give know me who my is musicals. In, if you weren't on you know who is in Grease Live? On NBC. Car- Carly Rae Jepsen and Vanessa Hudgens. Um, Look, if you're not if you're not on a live version of a musical on a network, then I don't yeah, then care. You shouldn't Literally, have won American I don't care Idol. about any other actors. So Catherine McPhee. That's she, it. She was on. She was not on a live musical, but she was on an NBC musical. She was in Smash, she was in and Smash. it was on NBC. Counts. Uh, um, and Chris Daughtry. Vanessa Hudgens. Chris Daughtry. Okay, so Taylor Hicks beat two Michael people w. Smith. on NBC musicals. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he has not uh-huh. had one. So Oh, I forgot that Catherine, Ma- he, Catherine McPhee was that She season. was number two. He was number and one. And she's on fucking Waitress on Broadway. Yeah. What? Where's your Waitress role, Taylor Hicks? You don't have hmm. one. Wow. Yeah. Really makes I you voted, think, I it? voted for Taylor Hicks, though. You're canceled. Because he was from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him. That was the season before me. Like that was the season before I started watching. My real like heartbreak is Blake Lewis, but I don't want to get into it. It makes me sad. Mark Mark has both Blake Lewis albums. Uh, hey, I only have one Blake Lewis album. I don't think he releases yeah, that album. True. Do you guys want to know my dark American Idol secret? No, I want to get on with this podcast that we're technically in right now. Dark American Idol secret. So Bo Bice 
is yeah. like from Birmingham, from Alabama. Yeah. Everybody in sure. my do you vote for him over Carrie Underwood? You son of a bitch. No, oh. I was my whole house was like Bo Bo Bo. Oh shoot, and I he was the lo- same. He, huh? I I I I was rooting for Carrie. Over yes, Bo and Carrie won, house. and I was like, yeah, yes. I yes. like secretly went yes to myself. Oh, I was it because secret. it was, was a pretty... cute girl on the TV? Yes. Yeah, that was and? like one of my first crushes was Carrie <laughs> yep. Underwood. I freaking. <laughs> adored her i had like a picture of her album saved on my phone when i first got it <laughs> because i loved her <laughs> i just look at it <laughs> do you still have it no i mean okay. i have a new phone <laughs> okay fair enough yeah that was his last phone, Tony. <laughs> last phone. i got a new phone today so i haven't <laughs> so i haven't like transferred it over yeah. it wasn't on the iCloud so they had to like physically copy it over right. Um, okay. I had the razor should we, should we and get back into the pictures. podcast or are we still in it? We're in the podcast, yeah. We're in the podcast. I had the razor phone. It was so cool because you could take a picture. I took a picture of the album and I kept it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Now so, you can just download the album image. Right. Yeah. Now it's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Maximus has just led the army to victory. The Roman Emperor Marcus, Marcus uh, tells Maximus hmm? that... Commodus? How do you say his name? It's Joaquin Phoenix. I don't yeah, know. I just Commodus. Call him Commodus. Caesar Jr. Yeah, Commodus 64, um, the emperor's son, is unfit to rule. Um, and he's Marcus a, he's wants Maximus. Joffrey type, if you ask Yeah, me. real Joffrey. A real Joffrey type. Uh, and he, I mean, he's a real Lannister type in general because like he wants to fuck his sister right it never really makes that text yep. but like he, he puts wants his, no he it does. does he puts his right. fingers in her he mouth. talks about how he's gonna put a baby in his sister That's a real right. jamie I mean, type he, honestly he on screen puts his fingers in her mouth in bed. i forgot i i watched this movie like nine years ago um you also and by nine years ago so, i mean a week ago but okay. you guys have watched it more recently yeah, i watched it today so it's all all the incest is pretty fresh right um so it's un- uh, uh, Marcus wants Maximus to succeed him um, to save Rome from corruption. Clearly, Commodus doesn't like this, so he murders his dad, as you do. Um, you do. Commodus asks Maximus to pledge loyalty to him, but Maximus refuses, leading to Maximus getting arrested. He escapes and rides for home where he finds his family murdered. Uh, he buries his family, he collapses, and then he yeah, is were, captured by slavers, which were, leads him to being sold to a gladiator trainer named Proximo. So, Commodus is the bad guy, right? Uh, yeah. 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 All right, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't clear from the fact that he killed the main character, or tried to kill the main character, and then crucified and also Burned murdered his wife. crisp and then crucified is what it seems like. Um, yes. I think it might have been the other way around. Mm, you're probably right. Like, crucified right. and then burned to a crisp. Oh, and the, the all the men quote ravaged the wife too so that's great yes very uh, bad yeah. no good don't yeah. do it Commodore, um, Commodore, Commodus bad guy bad guy bad guy um, yeah. the thing is this is like it's a one like tidy little like bullet point but it is yeah. truly like the first hour of the movie I started yeah, being like yeah. I am enjoying everything that's happening right now but this movie is called Gladiator. It, yeah. it truly yeah. is like an hour, hour 15 before he ever gets into a gladiator ring. Like like an hour and a half in, I was like, oh, he's the gladiator. Oh, right. Gotcha. Gladiator. Okay. That's I thought him. there was a different one. Um, okay. This uh, reminded me, because I've only seen the first two seasons of Game of Thrones and then the most recent season of Game of Thrones. Remind, because you're a monster. Because I'm a be monster who should be canceled. Cancel culture. 
Uh, no, I said prison. I should be canceled too, though. Right. The judge will. The judge takes you in, and he's like, "Okay, you're going to prison." And on your record, he just stamps a canceled. giant canceled. <laughs> that would be that'd be a good justice system. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it would. no, it reminded me a lot of like season one, the Ned Stark storyline, where like yeah, the king yeah. was like King Robert was going to give him like the power, and then to yes. eventually give it to Joffrey, and then he was like. Then Cersei. That is right. I forgot about that being part of it. Yeah. That Ned was going to be regent mm-hmm. until. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 This movie was really based on Game of Thrones, <laughs> largely. <laughs> largely. It could have been. The book was out. Yeah. Was it? I th- yes. The books are from the 80s. Whoa. Yeah. More likely, Game of Thrones was uh, inspired by history. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's more that. <laughs> well, but yeah. but that this movie was barely inspired yeah, by history. Yeah, how close is it to history? Like, was Maximus really well, so about they, to get like emperor power? Was the the previous Caesar actually having remorse for how things had been run so far? Um, um it's it, from what I could tell, the um, Maximus didn't want it to have like didn't want the Senate to have power. Maximus oh, so also like didn't defeat the, the barbarians. Was, uh, made up. Yeah, there were there were historians on hand to like ma- like make sure it was accurate, and one of them like left like just refused to come to set one day because his opinion was just unwanted, and then another one asked not to be credited in the movies because he was not proud of the work he Jeez. did. So really, Scott really had no care for history. But like to be fair, this. I, I don't watch this movie to learn about Roman history. Sure. I watch this movie to watch like gladiators fight. Um, but, just before people yell at me online, it was 91 when Game of Thrones was first written, mm. which is basically the 80s. Basically the 80s. Um, he was probably so, writing them in the 80s. <sighs> that yeah. fucker probably had to start them in the 60s. Let's be honest. <laughs> um <laughs> the, those last two books just aren't coming out. It's insane. Um, yeah, so Maximus is very good at gladiating, um, and he makes gladiator friends named Juba and Hagen. Um, Proxima. Re- those guys have names? Yeah. They I have like no idea. They talk right here, <laughs> and then they're off screen, and then they talk at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, basically. Which one was which? Which was the tall one and which one was the black one? Uh, Juba is the... What is his name? He's a famous actor. He is in Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was in oh, Shazam. Oh, that was that. I didn't recognize him. Yes. what the, uh, J- Jaiman, oh. Jaiman Hinsu. It's because he had the normal oh. eyes in this one. I mean, right. the, the yes. robot space that, alien. That makes sense. I just never realized that all three of those people were the same actor. I just thought they all, all just looked alike. I'm dumb is the thing <laughs> You didn't here. know that the bit. Captain Marvel and the Guardians was the same actor? No. That's the same. That's, he's that's the, the, same the same character. It's the same character. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I guess I did. But you didn't yeah, know Captain Marvel and Shazam was the same. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, that was Jaiman Hunsu. And then the guy who was... He's Oscar nominated for something. It's not for this. Thank God it's Clearly, not for this. He's not in it enough. He looked familiar. Um, I mean, we've seen him in a ton of stuff. Uh, he was in Amistad. I don't know if you guys saw that. I Blood have. Diamond. Um, the screenwriter for this also wrote Amistad. Um, yeah, this is way better than Amistad. Uh, Blood Diamond is what he got uh, Oscar nominated for. Oh, okay. He has a minor role in Furious 7. Fuck, I need to rewatch Furious 7. Um, That's the James Wan one. Good right? movies. Um, what? Is that the James Wan one? 
Yes. 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 It's the best one. Um, I'm gonna watch the good ones before uh, Calvin and Hobbes comes out. Watch from four up. They're all fine, but yeah. four up is what you need to I've do. I've seen the first three, and that's when I oh, stopped. Oh, well so. then, yeah. do four up. <laughs> yeah. You're good then. Um, so, um, Proximo reveals that he once was a gladiator and that Maximus needs to win the crowd in order to win his freedom. Proximo takes his gladiators to fight in Rome because Commodus, um, Commodus, I've started... Uh, not writing all the letters for his name, has organized 150 days of games. He's like, yo, we're going to fuck around. We're going to play games. And and he did that to like distract from the fact that he was a bad emperor. Right. Um, I think I think a lot of what's interesting about this movie is like the political side of it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because it's like... Which is, which is interesting and yeah. kind of underutilized to some extent. This movie is trying to do like three separate things. Like, it's trying to tell this, like, personal revenge story and also, like, a political story and also, like, a story about heaven, I a think. A little bit. Yeah. So that's one thing I want to talk about is, is this where the trope starts of the hand in the wheat field or was it an established thing yes. before this? Yes. No, it was this. It was this mostly, but there had been Terrence Malick movies before. But right? was so it literally like, wheat? That's true. The <laughs> like literally the wheat the thing wheat. is from this. Okay. Um, yeah. But as far as the like in a field kind of being slow yeah. was probably in a Malick movie before, mm-hmm. but the Malick movies before were like Thin Red Line and stuff like that. And it's yeah. not really until Tree of Life and To the Wonder and stuff like that mm-hmm. where he gets real like touching yeah. flowers and spinning in circles type things. So. Cause like, I mean, you see this, this specific shot everywhere now, like commercials I mean, it's for like in potato fucking chips. in game. Like, it's in Christopher yeah. Robin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. How like widespread this is. Well, uh, it's also in every in, student in... short film. <laughs> right. Truly. Wasn't in my um, student short film. It wasn't one of mine. It, was, uh, it wasn't one of yours? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Was it the, yeah. the love story one? Uh, no, it was it wasn't a no, true it wasn't, that it wasn't a true short film. It was okay. one of the projects where it's like gotcha. uh, tell a narrative without words, and I was like, I don't. This uh, girl was it the don't visual media know. class with Kevin Smith? I think not. So, not yeah. that Kevin Smith. Guys. Not that Kevin Smith. We were excited. Not that, not when we that got one. The syllabus, but then <laughs> was, we showed up, and it was like, oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Um, <laughs> this the whole like heaven storyline and his wife part was added like. The the writing for this movie was kind of a disaster. They they started filming with thirty six pages of a script, um, and they largely Jeez. like rewrote it kind of while filming and like on how set. How does that happen? Largely. Where you only have thirty six pages and you get that's the, how they the make Mission Impossible, movie. and those movies fucking rule. The first like that's one how or they like do Fallout. That's how they do Fallout. Fall is out? they have well they write it as they, they go. They like no, they have like they're like I want to have these set pieces and then they kind of attach it. If you want to listen to a really interesting screenwriting podcast, listen to it's that is um, it Empire or the, the Empire magazine. There's like a two three hour interviews with what's his face who directed McQuarrie. those movies. Christopher McQuarrie recorded like a total of like six or seven hours of interview about making Fallout, and it's all like yeah. So Tom broke his ankle, which gave us time to write the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like um, truly, they they, they know their set pieces and they ride around the set pieces. But for those that's, movies, it works. That's I don't know. bizarre because Fallout kind of feels magic. so tight and perfect. I know, Legit. I know. Well, here's it helps having a director who's a screenwriter, right? Sure. So like he just yes. kind of has sense of story, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, 
like he's an Oscar winning screenwriter. Yes. So yeah. um, clearly talented. Man, that's um, cool. Yep. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy that people have like these these tight, like full fledged screenplays, and they can't like get them made. And then like you can just go into a project with thirty six pages. And uh, well, I mean, I get that this what's is Ridley helpful Scott. is when it helps if you're Ridley Scott is when it's Ridley Scott yeah. and um, Christopher McQuarrie, uh, Christopher McQuarrie, but also Russell Crowe's here, and it's yeah. like, well, Russell Crowe can only film for like this time period, so we have to. F- film something yeah um, i also think like saying, film something that feels uh, the, the movie mostly pulls it off it's a little disjointed in some places but like that's just crazy yeah. that like i can't imagine going into like you're starting filming and you don't have the whole picture of the film yet like that's just insane i, I think it happened on endgame uh, yeah. like which we love that movie but i do think there's but, elements that they rewrote as they went rewriting is a little different because they had then, like the yeah. the beats in place since like 2014 like they knew essentially what was going to happen in these two movies and they moved sort some things of. around you should look into some of the interviews with the screenwriters. No, like I, it I, was way different. I, I watched this whole panel with, uh, I think it was just Joe Russo and the screenwriters were there, and they were talking about how things had changed. But yeah. like a lot of the big pieces, like they knew how certain arcs for certain characters were going to end. Like mm-hmm. Iron Man and Captain America, they, their ending had been written since like 2014. Gotcha. Um, but it's, it's, it's like some that, of the other characters that way it was lesser. Got it. Right. Um, like, I mean, Scarlet so, Witch is like popular now and wasn't when age of Ultron first came out. So like certain things, you know, they're yeah. different. Um, so Maximus debuts in the Coliseum in a reenactment of a battle, but unexpectedly Maximus's side wins. Cause in the real life battle, that side didn't win. So they just expected these gladiators to lose. Um, Commodus orders Maximus to show himself and give his name because he was like wearing a helmet the whole time. Um, and Maximus reveals himself and he declares vengeance on uh, Commodus. Due to the crowd's reaction, Commodus has to let Maximus live. Uh, Maximus has another fight and prevails, but he refuses to kill his opponent, earning the nickname Maximus the Merciful. Commodus is angered by how like blatantly rebellious Maximus is being. I kind of feel like Commodus could have killed Maximus there and like people would have been pissed, but like they wouldn't have like, 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 man, I liked that guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, but the whole thing of the movie is that like Commodus is a good enough ruler to know that he has to make the crowds happy. He even says that Um, at one point. Yeah, and that's the whole reason he is having the gladiator fights is to like kind of distract the people, yeah. like bread and circuses kind of stuff. Um, but he knew that like once the crowd liked someone, he couldn't just kill him, right? Right. He's not the producer of American Idol who are getting rid of Daughtry, who is the crowd favorite. Right. Right. Um, now you have to keep that part of the podcast. I was planning um, on it. <laughs> I'm not planning right, on cutting good. really anything from this. I know we've gone on some tangents. I said I was going to cut my 9-11 joke, but hey. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> I didn't hear it either. I just heard you mutter something and then say, I want to cut I was that. just talking about like before in the year 2000. Do you have to repeat it? <laughs> you don't have to say it again, In Chad. the year 2000, I didn't have to take off my shoes getting on a dang airplane. And then I was Oh, that oh. was the 9-11. Is, I heard you I say hear that, and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but whatever. Yeah, I was like, yes, oh, and. Mm. Um, so Maximus gets worse. I was more like, yes, end. <laughs> As in, yes, end the joke. Um, hey, Maximus gets Name for an improv troupe. Yes, and I don't know. Maybe it's bad. It's fine. Anyway, Maximus gets word that his former legions remain loyal to him. Lucilla, the king's sister, 
Gracchus, a senator, and Maximus meet secretly to develop a plan. Um, Maximus will escape Rome, gather his soldiers, and topple Commodus's rule and return power back to the Senate. Commodus learns of the plot by threatening Lucilla. Uh, the guard arrests Gracchus and attack the gladiators. Proximo and his men die to ensure Maximus escapes, which he does, but then he gets recaptured. Um, so there's kind of a romance between Maximus and Lucilla. Yeah, they smooch. Yeah, and it's kind of like necessary, yeah. as unnecessary like, as the romance in Braveheart. For sure. You know. In both of these movies, the whole driving force is dead wife, and then there's a right. undeserved smooch. I don't know. I don't get it. Like Mark it, and I were kind like, of talking about. I would the say that the driving force of this is almost, especially for Commodus or not Commodus for uh, Marcus Aurelius. It it his motivation is almost more like vengeance for the for the emperor. Um, so yeah. like it's not just dead wife stuff, but it's it's also weird, and they're also weirdly flirty the first time they see each other as yeah. well. It's just kind of like if you're going to fridge the wife. And that's gonna be a motivation. At least commit to it. Like I think, don't like disrespect. Yeah, I think it's if you do the dead wife motivation thing, which has been done a billion times. Don't have them fall in love with somebody else while they're seeking revenge for you, because that's just it. Just doesn't work. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. It doesn't work. I kind of feel like that's because they had 36 pages of a screenplay and then they started shooting a movie. And then that's why this part of the movie feels very disjointed. Uh, This is actually a studio note. Like Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott both were like, why this fucking sucks. We don't need it. But without the, without the wife, the motivation for this movie was like, um, he just wants to kill. No, no, no. The wife thing makes sense. The studio note was him having a relationship with Lucella. And Russell Crowe was like, this doesn't make any sense, Um, which he's right. (laughs) I think the things you were talking about before we recorded about Russell Crowe saying insane things, maybe there's some truth to it. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders and he's really smart. Well, so Russell, Russell Crowe actually blames this movie for the record for like the rumor of him being bad on set. Yeah. And it's because he didn't have a script. Right. So he just. Which I so like, feel like that's an understandable people, thing to get upset about as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like Ridley Scott would be like, so here's the scene. Like, what do you think the character would say? Um, that would piss me but off. But that's also a lot. where like that's where strength and honor comes from. That's where at my signal unleash hell comes from. And it's also where the name Maximus Decimus Aurelius comes from. Or Maximus Decimus Mer- Meridius comes from. He just made um, that up. He just like he was like, this name sounds good, and they were like, eh, yeah, fine. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, I this, hate movie, this movie. Imagine, imagine. I like. Here's the thing. It works against all odds, but it is a little bit annoying to hear all that, and yeah. it win Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like you guys like turned in your project, doing it the night before, which there were plenty of craftspeople, et cetera, et cetera, who worked very hard on this movie. Everybody worked yeah. hard, et cetera. But they just like turned in like their half done report and got the best grade in the class but to be to be fair like the best picture like award often is like best produced movie yeah and like the producers worked pretty hard to actually get this movie made which was how bohemian rhapsody almost won best picture last year is that argument of the producer saved the movie but they and this movie save a also movie like it's bad, it, Cody. <laughs> they didn't save it if it's yeah, bad. It exists. He said he said almost save. Yeah. Um, 
the this this Oscar campaign also like started doing like the Q and A with actors oh, campaign. Interesting. Um, which might have been which like, is like a being which, like this movie was hard to make. Let like let us tell you about how hard we had to produce this. Which movie. I mean, Q and A's are a pox upon society and should be outlawed in every state. But yes. still, uh, <laughs> outlaw Q's only A's. Only A's. Yeah, just have a talk about your movie. Don't let any normie ask a question ever. Have a have a moderated like half where the, the moderator times. has the cues. Yeah, the the yeah. Uh, you sometimes can't trust moderators either. But um, anyway, remember when Stephen Colbert, who we like a lot, asked Oscar Isaac how they say Star Wars in Spanish or something? He did something weird like that, <laughs> and it was did like that at the yes the at the Skywalker Rise of Skywalker thing. thing. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, it's it's. Oh weird. no, I do remember that. It was like uh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so well, I mean, to be fair, Colbert tried to ask questions and no one could answer anything. Answer so anything. So he just went like, yes. uh, "Small talk. How, how do you say Star Wars <laughs> in Spanish?" <laughs> right, right. Like, right. That's all I can talk about. Um. So, and then they reveal the emperor in the trailer. It's bizarre. Anyway, yeah. um. So, in an insanely misguided effort to win back his people's approvals, uh. Approve us. <laughs> Combined approval and Commodus. I think we got a problem in the movie when you can't even say words without adding <laughs> us to the end of it. When back his people's approval, Commodus challenges Maximus to a duel in the Colosseum. He stabs Maximus before the match to gain an advantage. Maximus... And still fucking loses. Still what a loser. loser. What a bitch. Can't even cheat right. Um, so Commodus produces a hidden knife. Uh, pulls a real Loki move, um, but then Maximus dives it into his throat and kills him. Uh, Maximus is gravely injured, but before he dies, he asks for political reform. <laughs> he asks for other stuff, but it's just funny to be like, before I go, like imagine us getting stabbed and be like, free college tuition for all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Imagine like Bernie Sanders on the night of the election finds out he wins and dies, dies instantly and because like, he's ninety. Before happen. I go. Take apart the electoral college. <laughs> what? Okay. The thing is, the thing is, if have to. <laughs> yes, but but if it was Bernie, he would die before he got the sentence out because he would be like, uh, "I need you to take ninety percent of the one percent of the three percent of all nine hundred people in the anyway." Come on, stop picking on Bernie. Good Bernie, he's joke. a good boy. Topical. He's a good boy. Um, what? He's a good boy. Quit picking on him. He's fine. He's just old. That's also like a four-year-old joke about him. I don't even know if he talks like that anymore. Yeah, I have not truly heard him speak since the last election cycle. I'm <laughs> slowly wading into this one. Yeah, um, there's too many. That being too said, if, if SNL doesn't hire James Adomian for the next election cycle, they're dumb. dumb. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, I want to announce I'm running for president. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet something that was like, a run- it seems like running for president is easier than actually running. <laughs> like physically <laughs> running. Because <laughs> truly every fucking person is running. Anyway, uh, Maximus, oh right, he he wants political reforms. Uh, he also wants his gladiator ally- allies to be freed. Um, you know, and for Senator Gracchus, 
uh, to be reinstated um, to the Galactic Council because Gracchus sounds like a Star Wars name. Um, he's honored as a soldier of Rome and he's reunited with his wife and son in the afterlife. The I end. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> the end. He, homie dead. Um, yeah. The ending, honestly, everything after the, the stabby and the... Uh, I mean, I, we're splitting hairs because it's like the last five minutes of the movie. I don't, I don't like everything after Russell Crowe dies. Right? Yeah, we see him kind of go to heaven, and I left yeah. it off because, like, that's kind of when they figure out Rome is going to be okay, and she buries like the, yeah, the figurines in the sand. Like, so a few things happen, but it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not a great like last five minutes they really should have ended with him like with the him with his hand in the grain and his and the vision yeah exactly watching him yes um i i mean and i honestly feel like the heaven stuff i it might just be that it's cliche now um just like the whole imagery of it oh i kind of like um, it but that's probably i'm not a huge fan of it hmm. Um, um, but I, I do like his whole idea of like what we do on earth echoes in the afterlife. I thought that was going to be more cheesy than it was, but I do like it. It's kind of being like what we do now, like we can have long-term like political effects or, yeah. um, like we can affect those around us, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I do think that's cool. Yeah. So this is the end or is it Mark? Did you look up what the potential sequel was going to be? What? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, Chad like doesn't know. Gladiator okay, so- died. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. So let me look. Is it, it a heaven up. sequel? Uh, um, well. Apparently, it's going to be set 15 years later. That Praetorian guards rule Rome, and an older Lucius is trying to learn who his real father was. Okay. Um, Lucius was the emperor's kid. Uh, yeah. It was it um, Lucilla's kid. Yeah. So the emperor's grandkid. Oh shit! As of November, how, it's how, moving forward. What the fuck? I didn't know that. So, so that was the original pitch for the movie. It says, however, Russell Crowe was interested in resurrecting Maximus and further research Roman beliefs about the afterlife. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. He was going to, like, come back to life. Let me find it, because so I didn't know. are they know... going full glass and bringing that little boy back and also bringing back Russell Crowe <laughs> for um, the sequel? Okay, hold on. You may have to cut some of this out, Chad. Why? It's saying... Sure, we got some dead air, but that's fine. I will keep talking. It, uh, the They say that they might, like, have Russell Crowe come back, what? but play him in, like, a prequel part. So it's about, like, young Maximus as well as Maximus's son, like, Godfather Part hey, 2. Russell Crowe is son, 19 years other. older now, yeah. and they haven't started filming the prequel scenes yet, so... Okay, so I don't know what this fucking 2019 one is, or the one that was announced in 2018, and that missed me completely that it's actually happening. Um, it's being written by the guy who's writing Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> oh my god! Oof. Why? Why? I'm I'm not gonna go on a soapbox about there's no new ideas in Hollywood because there are. But why are we making there a are. Top Gun sequel? And why are we making a Gladiator sequel? Like why? Why? Who is asking for this? It's because uh, it's because they won't make Ridley they won't let Ridley Scott just make the third Alien prequel, which is what they should do because those movies rule. Um, yeah, and so instead he's doing this. Okay, so this sounds like Jeez. a normal movie. The one that they're working on that's going to come out that is a normal movie. Okay, the so he's one not being I resurrected. was talking about is an insane pitch where they asked Nick Cave. Do you guys know who Nick Cave is? No, he's like a musician. Okay, I have heard of him. 
Um, so he he was one of the people who worked on a potential sequel, right? Um, so there were a couple pitches. One was a prequel. Um, one is the one where it's, um, you know, the Lucius the one. prequel sequel thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea is, um, so it starts with Maximus dead. His body lies in a dense forest. Um, a shadowy figure emerges from the gloom. Um, Maximus. Can I read you just the summary on, on Wikipedia of Nick Cave script? Yeah. The, this, the one I'm looking at is too long, so go for it. Yeah, so so the script the script had Maximus being reincarnated by the Roman gods and returned to Rome to defend Christians against persecution. Yes, seems normal ish. Yes, it gets then, crazier. Then he gets transported to important periods in history, including World War II, what? the Vietnam War, and finally a general in the modern day Pentagon. Yeah, that's I, what I remembered. A time travel gladiator sequel. Yeah. The, the, Are you the Pentagon kidding thing me? was the remember. That sounds awful. So so the that final moment like the was going to be fascinating movie ever. I'm mad it doesn't exist. So he sits in front of a bank of laptops in the Pentagon and he looks up at the men sitting around him and says, "Now gentlemen, where were we?" It, I apparently there's a whole script online. Yeah. Like the the script was released and people looked at it and they were like, "Good call." Don't make this. It wasn't like oh. fanfic either. This was like almost, they were like, oh, maybe we could. This makes Imagine. me want to like write a fantasy fanfic sequel to like lots of movies where you just go that insane and far from the original mo- vision of the movie. That's insane. Because, because there's nothing about Gladiator that pushes towards that sequel. N- literally nothing. He's barely, like he's a... He's a hero in the end because of the political reform thing, sure. But like ninety percent of the movie, he's surviving. Um, yeah. Well, he is a natural leader. Like yeah. he, his soldiers really like but him. But like those leadership skills really don't him. translate to World War Two. They're good for like Roman no. army times, but they are not good for like traveling to the Pentagon. The thing like is, like basically, the they wrote. Service, I guess. They wrote Assassin's Creed, kind of. <laughs> like, I mean, that, 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 <laughs> Basically. that's what it is a little kind bit. Kind of, yeah. But, like, yeah. traveling towards the future to... That's... I'm... Man. <laughs> Aren't you glad we took time to look that up? I knew it was crazy. Yeah. So the Gladiator 2 we get is not going to be as crazy as it could have been. And that's honestly uh, no. a little disappointing. It's I kind of wish we lived in the world with the crazy Gladiator yeah. 2. I wish we had the weird... Uh, Superman movie with Nicolas Cage, and I wish we had this Gladiator sequel. That Superman movie would have been cool. I also want J.J. Abrams' Superman movie, which was going to be wild. I don't know the Um, pitch for that one, but we we can talk about that another time. I don't, I don't know if I know the pitch either, other than J.J. Abrams' brutal version. So like, uh, Superman with lens flares, but better than Man of Steel, basically. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better than Man of Steel. Yeah. Eh, Man of Steel's the best one, but still not that well, good. Shazam anyway. is the best one. Oh, if we're talking uh, about superhero Superman movies, uh, I'm talking then. No, I'm talking about Zack Snyder. Oh, superhero best movies. Zack Snyder uh, the, movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's fine. The third act is a mess. Um. So, guys, I don't know if you noticed, but this movie was over two and a half hours. Uh, I know it's time for Cody's cuts. Yeah, I noticed. I know what I'd cut. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to have to find is, that sound effect. I, I'm just going to make a new one. Hold on. Hold on real quick. It, say it's time for, and then I'll. It's, it's time for. Ching, ching. 
<laughs> Cody's cuts. Um, so the, the way, the, let me let me <laughs> circle back on that. <laughs> Let's take another 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 take there. Okay, uh, go again. It's time for and then. I'll oh right, go. it's time for. <laughs> Cody's cuts. That sounds like I a like whip. that better. I like that better. <laughs> but anyway, they were like karate okay, chops. Fine. Um, this movie is only like two thirty-five or something. Like it's not that much longer than um two thirty. Um, but here's what I would stop, and you guys know I'm about to fucking say this one. No slow mo. We don't need oh. slow mo in any movie <laughs> ever. It's just factual. We I will say it. the slow mo in this movie is very bad. They didn't film it's, in a high high frame rate, so it's just they jumping. did though. What? No, 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 no. They fil- they filmed on multiple cameras at different frame rates. Yeah, but the story with the slow mo, Mark. There's something weird where it was like they weren't trying to shoot in slow mo. They just shot at the lower frame rate or whatever, so it just skipped frames. Yeah, like it's yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's very ugly. Yeah, it doesn't look good. They, so maybe it's not even. They slow, didn't but. like. So the way slow mo normally works is you you shoot at a high frame rate and then slow, slow it down. down. Yes. They just shot on a slower frame rate. Yes. Um, but that's inspired by what Spielberg did in Saving uh, Private Ryan. Works Saving better Private in Ryan. that movie because it usually happens after like a grenade goes off and it's mixed with really good sound design and right. it's supposed to. In both movies, it's supposed to sort of like be the disjointed the the like disorientation of like being in the middle of war in the middle of a battle uh this movie forgot about sound design and saving private ryan did not agreed i i do like the action in this movie i do think that action is super good i was impressed with the animals in it too like the tigers for 2000 looked pretty good yeah they actually tigers i think they were real tigers tigers? they were they were blue screened in okay um, and then also it. the crowds were like it, they were shooting like two thousand people crowds for like thirty thousand people crowds, um, so like a lot of like digital effects to the point where like when people ask the effects supervisor they're like was it hard to like body double the Oliver Reed character and he was like that was the easy part <laughs> everything else was like you know creating crowds out of less people which was harder they also use some stop motion effects which is really cool when um i don't know when but they did no no they made it look like stop motion but what, yeah, what that was saying is that stop motion effects in the action sequences similar to techniques used for the battle sequences of saving private ryan creating yes the they effects, used frame r- various frame rates and different shutter speeds to do the yeah. stop motion effects gotcha yeah. um Okay, so I would cut that, and then I would cut the romance. That's it. Like, th- that's enough to get the, it down. Yeah, the romance is the main thing. And, like, yeah, if it's it just sucks. five minutes over your uh, your rule there, then the romance <laughs> gets rid of those five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Bye. But even, I'm even not that mad about, like, the dead wife stuff, because, like, sure, whatever. But the, the mm-hmm. new romance stuff is... Uh, the new romance is what makes the other horrible. part of it worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So cut one yeah. or the other, truly. Right. And it's it's kind of like you can still have her, like respect him and still like feel for him and still bury the figurines in the sand without her also wanting to You can to still have yeah. respect that isn't romantic. Yes. That's yeah. possible. It I respect both possible. of you guys. I don't want to bone you. Oh. Um, well, um, that's one directional. Yeah. Oh, you guys you guys <laughs> think I'm bonable? What? Huh? Uh, what? Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Let's move on. Um, so, um yeah, Gladiator. So, I guess we now need to decide. They thought it was best picture. 
mm-hmm. of 2000. Do we? we well, we're on uh, Aaron Brockovich, right? That's the Yeah, we decided Aaron Brockovich was yeah. the best movie of 2000. So, Mark, what movie do you find better? Um, I would definitely say Aaron Brockovich still. Um, although I do really like this movie. Like, Aaron Brockovich is just so, like, um, it's so great. Aaron is so great. And also Aaron Eckert is so great. Two good um, Aarons. It's just two good Aarons. And one of them is the character name and one of them isn't. So it makes it a little bit more complicated. But two good Aarons. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Chad? Um, Probably Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. It's going to be Aaron Brockovich. There's like not big chunks of the movie I would just cut out of the movie in Aaron Brockovich. And there are in this movie. So like... Yeah, Aaron Brockovich is just solid, and this movie is good. It's really good. It's one of my favorite of like this genre of like ancient epic of the of this era. Um, but yeah, Aaron Brockovich is better. Awesome. Yeah, my roommate calls these sword and sandal movies. Yeah, that's sure. Like Troy yeah. and Gladiator, and I think it's my favorite of like the sword and sandal type. Probably movie. mine too. I just watched it today, so it's hard to make that call. But yeah. Yeah. I, oh, we should also probably like mention that it, like there's a lot of like Ben Hur in this movie, yeah. especially in like the chariot mm, sequence. For sure. I feel like but, there's a lot of sword and sandals that I haven't seen that I need to agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I haven't like seen this Troy. one for me before today. I hadn't seen. But like so. Kingdom of Heaven, I think is messy. But you're supposed to lo- watch that one. Yeah, people really like that one. I That's think. also Ridley Scott. Is it yeah. okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a couple others. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ridley Scott got heavy into Sword and Sandals after this because he also he made did Exodus. The- he didn't Exodus Guys and Kings. Exodus is a pretty bad movie. I never saw it. Yeah, it's not very good. It looked awful. Um, I like the, the thing is Ridley Scott. Like he is like those Alien <laughs> Prometheus and Alien Covenant are so good. I haven't seen it's just those. Also, like I've- regular. Alien 1 is really good. Thumb on Louise yeah. is really I've good. I've only seen Alien 1 out of the Alien franchise. You truly should watch all of Same. them. Same. Yeah. It is worth watching. I, I, I do really want to see too. Aliens. Everyone talks about that. And I want to see Amazing. Prometheus because I'm like fascinated by Prometheus why everyone is so hated it. good. Uh, People why, are wrong. Yeah. It is so good. It, uh, certain, it's held certain acclaim with some people. It, it, you sure. know, there's... An Alien Covenant's yeah. even better. All right, so um, it looks like uh, Aaron Brockovich wins, but Cody, what would you vote for? Yeah, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron I Brockovich. also, unanimous. Yeah. I think this movie is super good. It just, if you're going to ask me which one I would rather watch or think is better, mm-hmm. it's Aaron Brockovich. There is an argument to be made that Gladiator is more of an achievement because, you know, the amount of chariots and extras and fights and yeah, shit it's that like, they had to do but yeah Aaron Brockovich people like better. to give points to movies for like how big they are and like this unless movie that huge. movie is titanic then we give that movie all the credit but yeah that, that, yeah. <laughs> well yes because it's also like yeah. that movie is big and also very like the good. things um yeah yeah it's it's we've yeah. talked about titanic every time it's come up and i've just like yeah, it's a good, it's we, a good we, we love that movie. It's so good. Uh, so are we voting on that we one? We will next compare week? it with Aaron Brockovich next episode. On the bonus yep. up, cool. Yep, that's when we do uh, it. We'll talk about uh, that after the credits. <laughs> after the credits, um, maybe we should talk about it here because I don't know if people listen to the I credits always. Yeah, we should mention and it here. We just want to introduce this new concept because this is the first time doing it. So yeah. we were doing Razzie movies. That was no good. <laughs> it started sucking really burn bad. Burn Hollywood Burn, like, I still am having a hard time watching any movie now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
So we decided not to do that. And we were just not going to do an extra episode at all is what we were thinking for a while. But then we decided, okay, we could cover what wins best animated feature, but then we were like, well, that's a bit too limiting. Mm -hmm. We'll do it when it's a movie we like and want to cover for best animated, but we want to have the freedom to do something else. So we're just going to do a bonus picky for every Mm miniseries. One movie from the year that wouldn't make our cut, but is still a movie that we think is worth talking about for some reason or another. And so next week, we are going to be talking about X-Men because we love accidentally sticking our feet into controversial movies um, (laughs) with bad people behind the scenes. Um, But also, X-Men is like the beginning of the superhero movement. It's it's, it's kind of wild how it booms surprisingly well after this movie. Yeah. And my, my argument when I was pitching this as one for us to do is when can we really point to a big franchise like this ending in the modern era? And this iteration of X-Men is done this year, which I find really fascinating that it like it's 19 years and there will be no more of this particular version. It's done. It really, and it's it's not even because it's ending at a time when it felt like it was finding new legs to stand on, like with Deadpool and Logan, like Deadpool, Deadpool is the example. Logan is a good example Yeah, because they could have done like X-Force and stuff, but then Apocalypse came out and kind of, well, Apocalypse was was in in between Deadpool one and two and it was before, for Logan. Logan. Yes, so like it, it I really felt like it was like like the Fox X-Men universe was about to start taking some risks. We were getting well because they ordered new mutants. They be. were going to work on Gambit, yeah. etc. And then it wasn't even like it found new legs to stand on it as much as it tr- transferred its consciousness into a different body. Yeah. <laughs> like like they imply that they were going to do at the end they of do the do last that, stand. And then and they then just, just don't deal with it. Like, it's mm-hmm. what happens, but they don't deal with it or how that guy starts to look like Professor X. Anyway, so we are going to talk about X-Men, the beginning of the modern... Some people would say Blade, actually, but I think Blade was liked, no. but that was seen more as a vampire like monster movie than a true superhero movie, yeah. is kind of my thought. Uh, I mean, I would say that the actual beginning of it was Batman, but that's... But I'm it, saying modern, right? Because like, Batman kind of went away. It's a new boom. Yeah, and this is also the era of like let's take our superheroes super seriously. Yeah, um, they're not going to wear their costumes. It's going to be it's the so, year before Sam Raimi's Spider Man. It's just two, two years. Two. It came out in two thousand two. It got delayed mm-hmm. because of nine eleven. Right. Yeah, um, they had to yeah. do some things with the New York, but um, yeah. or they just had to not put out a movie until America was less sad. <laughs> well, it was a little bit of that, but it was also like the teaser trailer had him swinging on the World Trade Center and stuff. Yeah. So they had to get gotcha. that out. Yeah. Um, and then and then like Batman Begins came out like four or five years later too. Like it's yeah, like so in it this era, two thousand five. Yeah. Really, really kickstarts it. So yeah, it's so. an important movie. Especially for us nerd boys so, who love these kinds of movies, even though right. we don't really love this particular one, but it does <laughs> want really, it does launch us into it. And I, I like some things it's doing, but I think it is a fascinating it. discussion point, which is why what these bonus pickies are going to be. Yes, sir. And I also think that we will talk about the X Men franchise as a whole. Absolutely. Um, just because I just watched all of them, and boy, I have some mm-hmm. thoughts. We won't all have watched all of them, probably, but I mean, we all have watched them before. Yeah, right. I mean, they're relatively fresh for me. Like, I, I remember all of yeah. them pretty well. 
we all watched the last main entry together, which is and crazy. Walked yeah. out in hell. Yeah, we were mad. <laughs> yeah, we all wanted to go to the movie theater together to connect. <laughs> to connect. Okay. Superpowers. I legit also think that was one of the last movies we all watched together is the other sad thing about it. Probably. Well, me and Mark have watched movies since, I think, when you came in to Chad. I do think that, Chad, it was like your last last. week in Auburn. Was it? That movie And you were like, we should all go see a movie That movie came out in like 2016? Yeah, it was summer of 2016. Yeah, that was my last summer before I moved out here to L.A., so I don't know for sure that really? it was the last one, but in my head it kind of is. Um, luckily, let's just, we'll rent, let's just rent never it. watch a movie all three of us together ever again. And then, <laughs> no, we've got one. We're gonna watch one yeah. this summer. Uh, midsummer, uh, midsummer is our plan. Hopefully, midsummer's night's dream. Hopefully, it's in a wide release when we think it is. Yep. Um. Anyway. Anyways. Are we ending Anyways, the podcast? We need to end the podcast. You can find me on social media at Chad A. Oliver. That's Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Letterboxd. And Letterboxd. The most I'm, important I'm place. Cross-platform at Watlington Mark. You can find me. That's W-A-T-L-I-N-G-T-O-N-M-A-R-K. I should spell that. It's Come a long on. name. You can follow me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Cody Lunsford on letterboxed um if you see at cody lunsford um on twitter or instagram report him he doesn't use his account and if you see him in the streets attack him um actually don't i think i get in trouble for inciting violence um don't attack him just ask just ask him to hand over his twitter account to the rightful owner um you can find the show at we pick picks on twitter and instagram um if you're not oh shit wait when does this come out this comes out monday yes this is the episode where we plug it on next wednesday on on the wednesday that this episode comes out i truly can't follow it at some point we um either on this upcoming Wednesday or the next, we will be, me and Mark will be featured on the podcast Purely Nostalgia, where we will be talking about our electric mouse type Pokemon who solves mysteries, Detective Pikachu. So listen to that, listen to that show in general. It's either coming out in two days after this up or a week in two days. Um, so we'll be guessing on that. Yeah. And I think that's it. Yep. I think uh, that's Mark, it. Mm-hmm. What's the best movie of 2000? Uh, Aaron Brockovich. Chad, what's the best movie of 2000? Aaron B. Cody, what's the best movie of the year 2000? Um, the best movie of the year 2000 is Aaron Brockovich. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I have one question for you all. Are you not entertained? Please tell us. Like, I do Are you not entertained? Tweet at us. Are you not entertained? Like we said previously, the movie we're watching next episode is the 2000 original X-Men. It's available to rent wherever you rent movies.